Hey there, it's Chris Gillibo from Cytosol School bringing you a special episode today. This is in addition to our regular episode. This episode is our fourth extended cut of year number two. It's called Tools and Resources for Working from the Road. If you are new or also because it's been about a month since our last one, every 30 days or so, we have one of these special episodes where I dive into a particular topic as requested by you, or if not you personally, at least other listeners. So it's a bit of a different format than the usual story. Now, today's episode is all about a topic that I'm asked about all the time in different ways, how to work on your side hustle or any business venture while you're traveling the world. And that includes whether it's full-time travel or semi-full-time nomadic travel, or just as an integrated part of your life that also includes a day job. I'm not going to talk so much about day jobs here because the whole point of this episode is to show you some practical tools and resources that will make it easier to work from wherever you are. So in other words, the episode kind of assumes that you've figured out something about your day job or you're in process of figuring something out that will allow you to travel more. If that doesn't apply to you at the moment, I'll also give you some core principles of productivity that might serve you well no matter your goals. Previous extended cuts have featured things like how to price your product or service, how to get a book deal, how to market your book, some lessons in podcasting, how to choose between different ideas, how to build a website in 90 minutes, all kinds of things. And the links to all those episodes are at cytosolschool.com extended. They're all completely free. You can go and download and listen there. And you can also access a number of notes or links and resources for each episode at that page. So once again, that's sidehustleschool.com slash extended. We're going to jump into today's episode all about tools and resources for working on the road right after this message from our sponsor. And I really appreciate our sponsors because they allow me and our production team to bring this and everything else we do on Sidehustle School to you completely free. So here is their shout out. And then I'll tell you all about working on the road. All right, let's start with a quote. This is from Susan Sontag. I haven't been everywhere, but it's on my list. That's one of my favorite travel quotes of all time. And appropriately, I'm recording this episode live from Vienna, Austria, where I've been on a recent trip. And as I was making some notes for this episode, I was thinking back on my experience. For more than 10 years now, I've been traveling the world and writing and connecting with community and doing different projects. And then there's probably another 10 years before that where I wasn't traveling as much, but I could have been. In other words, I still did most of my work online. I still created situations that allowed for maximum flexibility so I could do something that was important to me. For four of those 10 years, I was living in West Africa. So I guess I was working on the road at that time too. And I remember when this turned into a thing, like the whole concept of being a digital nomad, which is a phrase I don't really like, or whatever phrase or term that you've heard, just the whole concept of people having different careers that allow them the opportunity to travel. I was like, okay, cool. I didn't know it had a name. You know, like I, I've been doing this myself for so long, but fortunately I'm not alone in doing this anymore. There are now a lot of people all over the world pursuing these kinds of unconventional careers or remote work opportunities from their employer. So let's divide our, our examination of this topic in half. The first part, overall principles, I'm going to give you a few core principles, and then uh, the second part, specific tools and resources. So I think I've got about eight principles. I'll go really quickly. Uh, and then I think also about eight resources. Okay, so there's going to be a lot of info here, but uh, I'll try to be concise, and I'll also include links to everything I mentioned on that show notes page. Core principle number one, set yourself up to succeed. Have a goal and a plan. A lot of people struggle when they're trying to transport their work, even independent work, like something they're doing completely on their own, they don't have a boss, they really struggle when trying to transport this work to a different environment. When you go to a different place, you encounter all sorts of challenges. You got time zones, you got jet lag, internet connectivity, other tech issues, just general confusion or fatigue, all kinds of stuff. And in general, you'll also probably have less time than you expect. If you're trying to see the world, you need to see the world. 
If you're trying to fit in other responsibilities at the same time, those have to be prioritized as well. So I say this right off the bat, not to discourage you, but to remind you that you need a plan. It will help you when other things get in the way or just when you need to make choices. Every day you have a limited amount of time and energy, uh, and it's really in your best interest to figure out how to invest that time and energy well. So what does working on the road look like for you? Uh, what's your goal? What's your plan? Principle number two, be intentional about what you plan to complete each day. When there's a lot happening, or if you're just easily distracted like me, you need to have a specific idea of what needs to get done. So in my case, I try to work entirely on outcomes. I'm not so focused on how much time it takes to complete those outcomes. I just know that, for example, every day I have to record a Side Hustle School episode. Every single day, that is a constant in my day. It doesn't matter whether it takes 10 minutes to record the episode or if it takes three or four hours. Most of the time, it takes a lot closer to three to four hours than, than 10 minutes. Uh, but the point is, I have that deliverable. Every day, I try to write at least a thousand words. Uh, on average, I usually give a talk somewhere each week. So I'm always planning that stuff out as well. And by the way, just in case any of that sounds like, wow, you're, you're doing a whole lot, Chris, please understand that a lot of other stuff has had to fall by the wayside. I do a terrible job with social media these days. I look at a number of my friends and I'm like, wow, they're just crushing it. They're doing a great job with Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you know, everything else out there. My blog is updated far less often than it used to be. I'm not pursuing a lot of other ventures I'm interested in. Like I have a long list of things I want to do that I'm just not able to complete right now because I've made the choice to focus on these other outcomes. So be intentional about what you plan to complete each day, each week. Uh, have a focus for that. Understand like what are your outcomes. Principle number three, let go of as much as you can, both in terms of physical stuff, commitments, obligations, and really anything else. Okay, so life is all about choices, essentially. The Forrest Gump line is totally true. And I often mention this other statement about how you can probably do anything you want if you put your mind to it, but not everything. So another good habit is to constantly ask yourself, what can I let go of? This is true in terms of stuff when you're traveling, when you're working on the road. Do you need that extra pair of shoes? Do you need that extension cord? Do you need whatever that thing is? If you do, great. Feel no guilt about it. Like that's something you need, so go for it. If not, then let it go and leave it at home next time or give it to somebody when you're traveling. And of course, the same is true for commitments and obligations. So I mentioned social media. I just realized recently this is something I'm not great at. For a long time, years actually, I was kicking myself over it. Like, oh, so-and-so has just got such a better plan. Oh, I really need to make sure I have everything scheduled. I got to make sure I set all this stuff up. Uh, I just decided finally, I'm just going to figure out what my minimum commitment is to it. It's not that I don't like it. It's just, again, a question of prioritization. So I'm going to do my minimum and then I'm not going to worry about the rest. I really believe it's important to focus on values, like understanding your own values, as much as it is, you know, figuring out what kind of socks are best to wear for your two week round the world trip. I'd rather have the right values and need to buy more socks somewhere than have the most efficient packing setup, the most optimal suitcase, whatever it is, but have no idea how I'm actually going to make a living or what I'm going to create next or what I should actually be focusing on. So let go of as much as you can so you can focus on what matters. Number four, accept less productivity in exchange for the lifestyle. And here's a story to illustrate this. In April 2018, I went to the UAE, United Arab Emirates, uh, and I had a chance to go out to uh, the desert there. I spent a few days learning about falcons. I went on a camel trek. And of course, the whole time I'm there, I'm working part of the day. Uh, but I didn't get as much done as I had hoped for or as I had expected to. Now, I should know better at this point, but for whatever reason, I went into that trip with a long list of stuff, and I did get some things done. It's not like I didn't work at all, but I wasn't able to be as productive as I wanted. And at a certain point, I just realized, you know what, I, I get the chance to go to the desert and ride a camel and learn about falcons. And yes, I wish I could also do more of the work stuff when I'm here, but you know, I had a great experience. So I'm going to balance that. And then when I get home, I'm going to get up extra early. I'm going to make sure I'm really crushing stuff out. But you know, I do this so that I can do that. So when I get back home or to my next stop, I can focus on catching up. 
whatever I need to do. But, you know, I'm able to have these great experiences. So I'm going to balance, you know, productivity for that lifestyle. Principle number five, capture pockets of time wherever you can. For me, I always have my notebook and phone with me. Uh, Most of the time, I actually have my laptop. I have it when I'm riding the bus. I have it when I'm in the back of a taxi or if I'm waiting at the bank or the doctor's office. So whenever I have these little pockets of time, I, I try to do something. Like I have my, my list, my to-do list from OmniFocus, which is a tool I'll talk about in a moment. But whatever tool you use, you have a list of some kind. And I try to make continual short-term progress on long-term goals. That's what I call it. Like what is the short-term thing I can do that will help me accomplish a long-term goal eventually? So speaking of working from the back of taxis, uh, I mentioned that I'm recording this in Vienna, Austria. I wrote most of the notes for the episode from the back of an Uber en route to JFK before I was flying out of New York. So like, I'm always just trying to capture the time so that I can put it to good use. Number six, speaking of priorities and choices and trade-offs, be sure you care for your mind and your body. So on the show, I sometimes talk about investing in yourself. I, I think it's really important to make sure you're doing that in the physical and the emotional and spiritual as well. I'm not a wellness coach, so I can't say what you should do. What I would say is figure out what you need to do to care for yourself, to be strong and well, and then whatever that is, do it. So your plan and habits may be different than mine. For me, I try to eat well. I try to meditate. I try to exercise. Um, I run at least several times a week. Uh, Lately, I've been running almost every day. I try to practice yoga every other day. I, I generally just try to be active. If you have a Fitbit or an Apple Watch or some kind of smart device, uh, those can be really helpful just in encouraging you to get up and walk around. For me, if I have some good habits there, I also have some bad habits because I spend a lot of time in front of the computer. That is the nature of my work and maybe yours too. So I just try to compensate for it however I can. And the last principle before I talk about some specific tools and resources, all the stuff that I use to do my work around the world, this is going to be a good segue. Keep as much of your work online or in the cloud as possible. This is something that's changed for me over the years because when I first started doing this stuff, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, whatever it was, like everything was stored locally on my computer. If my laptop was lost or stolen or damaged, like I would lose a lot. But these days, like I store almost nothing locally on my computer. Like if I lose my laptop or if I lose my phone or whatever, uh, like I would still be upset, of course, but I could go to an Apple store anywhere in the world. It would take me less than an hour with a good internet connection to get the same work environment set up. So get in the habit of saving your documents directly to Dropbox or Box or Google Drive or iCloud or whatever tool you prefer. And that way, if anything goes wrong, your work is always saved. All right, let's talk about some tools. We're going to divide this into gear and software. Okay, so gear is actually pretty simple. I was just making notes and I was thinking, wait, there has to be more, but there's really not. It's actually really, really simple. As mentioned, everything is on my MacBook Air that I travel with. I also have a different laptop at home and then an iMac in my office, Um, but really everything can go with me on my MacBook Air, or at least I have access to everything. Uh, In terms of podcasting, so of course I'm making the show every day. The podcasting gear comes with me as well. I talked about that in some detail on a previous extended cut that was all about podcasting. So just a short version of that, um, there's a blog post I'll link up that includes the full list of everything I use to make the show. All of that is also replaceable. It's just like the laptop. So it's also replaceable for, in this case, I think about $600. When I say it's replaceable, of course, it's not disposable. I'm not like trying to lose it or have it damaged or whatever. I just mean that in the worst case scenario, if something didn't work or if I lost everything, I could pretty easily replace the whole setup for about $600. So pretty basic, as I said, I have an iPhone, I have uh, some special glasses I use when I look at the computer for a long period of time, I have uh, a headset or some noise-canceling headphones, rather, from Bose, 
But that's honestly about it. The only other thing I would mention in the gear department is my paper notebook, uh, which I carry around with me everywhere. And I make lists all day long. Like I always have a list of what I want to do next. Um, I always have a list of ideas. I have a list of things to transfer to my laptop when I'm back with it or, or whatever it is. And these days, more of what I do is digital, but it's still nice to have that paper notebook. It's like a little security blanket for me. Now let's talk about the software. And just as a reminder, the links to all this stuff are at sidehustleschool.com slash extended because I've got like 12 different things here. So I'm just going to go quickly. First of all, I use Dropbox, as mentioned. I try to store everything there. Our production team can access them, like the production team in DC, the production team in Portland. Uh, they have access to the same stuff that I do. And I work on the notes for all the episodes in Google Docs, which is shared with Whitney, our content manager. And then I transfer things to Scrivener. Scrivener is a writing and editing program that I have written my last three books with. Scrivener is local software, so it's stored on my computer, but the file is saved in Dropbox. So in other words, if I lost the computer or lost access to it, I would still have all my work. I wouldn't lose my work if the computer was wiped out. OmniFocus is my master to-do list, uh, my master task list. It syncs to all my devices, which is fun. So I can make a little note of my phone and it's automatically synced to my laptop or to my iPad. And when I'm at home, I work with two monitors. So I have a second monitor and all it shows on that second monitor is my list from OmniFocus. And so that way, when I'm just doing stuff, I can look over and I'm like, okay, what's the next thing? Which is helpful if you're easily distracted in particular, or if you have ADD like me. I mentioned Google Docs and Scrivener. I also use Evernote. I have lots of notes written in Evernote as well. Um, and I've been experimenting with a new program, or at least a new program for me, called Highland 2. I haven't completely figured out what I'm going to do in Highland 2 compared to what I do in the other programs yet, but I like the idea of it. So I'll link that up as well. For audio recording, I use a software program called Audacity. It is completely and 100% free. For bookkeeping, I use QuickBooks. I've also used Wave and FreshBooks for some other things before. For presentation files, I use Keynote. All those files are saved in Dropbox. Our customer support is done through Help Scout, which again is one of these helpful resources that multiple people can access from different parts of the world. I can leave notes there. Our team members can see the notes and vice versa. It's been a really useful tool. Years ago, we just used to use manual email and things like Help Scout as well as Slack or Basecamp or other tools like that. Just life-changing, especially if you work with other people. One of my favorite resources is Text Expander. The last I heard, Text Expander is for Mac only, but if you have a PC, I think there's something comparable. Text Expander is great. It allows you to save frequently written phrases or sentences or information, and then you just write like a little short note and the whole thing will appear. So for example, if I get an email from someone that says, hey, I want to send you something in the mail, what's your address? When I reply to that message, I just write address and I put a little exclamation point next to it. That's my short code for Text Expander to fill in my whole address. So I just reply and say, hey, thanks so much. Here's my address. My address, boom, automatically there. And you can do that with signature files. You can do that with frequently used responses. You can do that with any text that you use frequently. It will change your life and help you save a lot of time. Um, I also use a tool called Be Focused, which is really, really simple. This is just a little app that costs $5 in the App Store. It's a countdown timer that you set along with a specific task. And when you set the timer, you commit to yourself that you're only going to work on that task until the time is up. And it keeps up with the number of tasks that you've worked on each day so you can see it built up. It's fun. I use a VPN, which is a virtual private network. Uh, the one I use is called TunnelBear. This is really helpful if you're using public Wi-Fi networks, if you're working from cafes or just out and about, um, not, not just in the world in general, but really even from your hometown. When you're using open networks, they aren't secure and potentially anyone else can get access to whatever you're doing. So using a VPN will prevent that or at least make it harder. It also prevents your internet service provider or the NSA or any other government agency from seeing what you're doing. So again, the one I use is called TunnelPair. And last but not least, um, for conference calls or other phone calls and meetings around the world, virtual meetings, I use Zoom or Skype. So Skype is the gold standard. It's free or close to free. 
I think I've probably paid about $10 a year for Skype over the past decade. So super cheap. And for more professional style meetings, uh, Zoom has been great as well. They have a free option. But they also have a paid option, of course, which is more than $10 a year. So again, lots of stuff there. Maybe there's one thing that you heard that would be interesting. Uh, whatever it is, I'm going to link it all up, of course, on that sidehustleschool.com slash extended page. So in conclusion, lots of principles, lots of resources, I realize the most important thing is that everyone needs to find a situation that works best for them. I know that a lot of our listeners aren't in the situation of, of traveling full time or even traveling a lot or maybe even wanting to travel. And I totally respect that. But for those who are in the situation or for those who want to begin finding a rhythm to be able to travel while working on side projects, I hope this was helpful. Like I said, even if not, hopefully there's some kind of productivity or you know, other helpful lesson in there somewhere. Do let me know, of course, and let me know what kind of tools you use as well. I would love to share some recommendations with our listeners. Uh, you can always write me at podcast at sidehustleschool.com or just go to sidehustleschool.com and send me a message from there. Last but not least, I didn't talk about travel hacking in this episode. So here's a quick tip, just as an overview. Getting free flights and hotel stays can make your traveling life much easier. In my early days, I was a very, very frugal traveler, often staying in hostels or even sleeping on the floor of the airport, sometimes on the ground outside, long story. But I always looked forward to using my points to check into a hotel and catch up on work in a more stable environment. So we're out of time for today, but I did want to mention it. I'll include a link or two on that show notes page as well. Look into it. And we may also do a future extended cut all about that topic. Most important of all, I don't get a chance to say this very often. Thank you for being a part of this community. Thank you for listening to Side Hustle School. It is a privilege and honor to make this show for you every single day, whether I am in Vienna, whether I'm riding from the back of an Uber on the way to the airport, all over the world. This is what I'm working on, and I'm really glad to be able to share it with you. So thank you for that. Uh, the best is yet to come. Keep listening, and I'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.